fam and welcome to another edition of chopping it up with d randall a virtual barbershop experience where we sit in this virtual chair and get this virtual lineup this virtual fade or that virtual even steven and chop it up about everything ladies you are welcome because all opinions are welcome it's a family oriented show so but we talk about everything so let's sit in this chair and let's chop it up. This episode is sponsored by my wife's business. Her name is Tia Monique, and the name of her business is Let It Out Academy Publishing. She's a book coach that has all-inclusive self-publishing packages. It's time to share your stories with the world. Schedule a discovery call at www.tiamonique.com 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 and that's Let It Out Academy Publishing. Hey, this is a special episode seeing that Father's Day is right around the corner and I want to ask the ladies and gentlemen out there what makes a dad, a father, a good dad? good father and I think it's involvement I think it's important wisdom getting your child ready for life and I think it's provision those three things I think are very vital for a good dad a good father and uh, with involvement whether it be your son or your daughter you have to be that father that teaches your son how to be a man and your daughter on how to be treated by a real man you treat your son like a man and teach teach him how to be a man by instilling values and showing him what life has to offer whether it be good bad or indifferent you show them how to handle things, how to change a tire, how to check oil, how to provide, protect, uh, just be a stand-up guy, be honorable, be respectful, show respect. That's what a father is supposed to show his son, in my opinion. A father is supposed to show his daughter how to be treated by man show her what love is what love does show her that she doesn't need to be devalued by some guy because a real man is not going to devalue a woman that he cares about you love on your daughter because a lot of the 
young ladies that don't have a dad, they go out looking for one. They go out and get an older guy, or maybe the guy's her age, but he is domineering. And he, you know, tells her what to do and tell her how to act. Because she didn't have that growing up. She didn't have a, a, a man to love on her and say, you don't have to put up with this. You don't have to deal with that. I have two daughters. They're not old enough to date yet. And when they get there, that young man is going to sit across from me or stand across from me and look me in my eye when I tell him, if you don't want to treat her like a queen, leave her to me. The next man will. And that's, that's vital for your daughter to see that. Because if she don't, she's going to go and grab any dude she can that she feels is a father figure. That's the importance of a man. A mom can show her daughter how to be a woman and how not to take any mess from a woman. She can't show her how a man is supposed to treat a woman. That's, she can't do that. A mother, as strong as a mother is, can't teach a man how to be a man. She can only show him how to treat a woman. It's not fair for her to try to teach a man how to be a man. That's not her job. That's not her job at all. So that's important to me. The, the, the protection and the, and, and the provision is definitely yeah. important. Because once you bring a life into the world, whether it be girl or boy, you are responsible to help take care of that life, provide for that life, protect that life. That's a father. And once again, a lot of uh, men nowadays, they are not necessarily with the woman that they have a child with. I do respect the ones that can co-parent the parents that can co-parent regardless to how you feel about the mother of your child you're still doing right by your son or daughter because that's what a real father does that's what a real man does and it's important to have that father in your child's life my dad was a super super duper provider and he got that from his dad and with that, Pops really didn't know much more about anything else. You know, he had an athletic son, played football, ran cross country, uh, played basketball. Just, uh, you know, was an athlete growing up in high school. And all my father did was work. Worked two, three jobs. You just That's what he knew. And that along with the guy that I knew as my dad really wasn't my dad. You know, he's my stepfather. I'm only saying that to tell, tell a story because he's my father. He raised me. But he got with my mom when I was six months old, and they got married when I was two. So all I know is him. I didn't know my biological father. Until I was 32 years old, my 32nd birthday is when I met my biological father for the first time. And in those 32 years, I had a negative concept 
on fatherhood. And it drove a wedge initially in my three older sons because I didn't know how to handle being a dad because I didn't have the dad that I felt I needed. And because of that, I didn't become a better, better father when I should have. I should have used that driving force to make me a better father. I allowed the negativity to take over and ruin the early years of their lives. And I, I'm very remorseful and I regret that. Totally regret that. They came to me when they got older and they named off everything that hurt them and I had to look them in the eye and take it and say, hey, you're right. We're going to make this right and we're going to start fresh and we end up doing that. Having said that, when I was younger, my father didn't know how to handle an athletic child because he figured keeping a roof over his family's head was the most important thing. And you know what? I can't really get mad at him about that because you got to keep a roof over your over your family's head. You got to keep food in their stomach. You got to make sure the lights, gas, electricity, all that stuff is paid. And he did that because his dad did that. You know, all four of, well, him and his three brothers, they knew how to work. No questions asked. They knew how to work because they watched their dad work. And that's some of the stuff that my pops instilled in me. The painting. Got that from him. My father can paint. He can do electrical work. He can do plumbing work. He can do carpentry. Whatever needs to be done at the house, he's doing it. If he know how to do it, he's going to do it. And I've always respect my father on that end. Because he knew how to hustle and he knew how to provide and he knew how to go get what he needed because he knew how to do what he needs to be done. So the negativity that I felt as a young cat, as I got older, especially when he had gotten sick with cancer, thank God he's still here, 20 plus year cancer survivor of, of lymphoma. Uh, we had a conversation. Years ago, I was in my 20s, and um, he was telling me, hey, man, there is no manual on parenthood, on fatherhood. Let me tell you something. I'm still learning about fatherhood to this day. You're going to keep learning about it. Don't beat yourself up. All you can do is correct what you did wrong and move forward. Took that. Got it. Understand, Daddy. I got it. And... Him just apologizing, saying, hey, I'm sorry. I missed a lot of important events athletically in your life. And I had to stop him. Like, no, nah, Dad, I get what you were doing. I understand what you were doing. All you knew is what you was what you saw. And you were you did a great job at it. A excellent job. You know, my pops could man, my pops used to cut my hair, man. Him and my uncle, his brother, my uncle, they used to cut my hair. My dad could do it all. And I respected him the older I got 
because the older I got, the more I saw his characteristics of what he was doing as a man and as a father, what he knew he did, and he did it exceptionally well. He handled his business. And I appreciate that. And we are tight to this day. Super tight to this day. Because I had to understand what he did is what he knew. So what I did is what I what I knew. And it was wrong. I had to understand it was wrong. Now my three youngest kids, they're getting that what I know now, as opposed to with my three oldest children, I was in my negative feelings and the stupid stuff that I was playing in my mind. They got that. And it wasn't right. I'll be the first to admit. I'm being transparent because it is Father's Day and maybe somebody out there is hearing this and probably going through the same thing and it will make a light bulb click in their mind and say, let me stop this now before something get out of hand. You know what I'm saying? So this is an important thing for me because I had a father in the household with me, albeit he wasn't my biological father. He was a damn good father, a great father. Because when I look back on my life living with him, I didn't really give daddy any trouble, no issues or nothing like that. I didn't do that. That was my brother. He was something else. But I didn't give him any issues, and he brags about that to this day. And he appreciates that coming from me because I wasn't his his biological child and I could have gave him the flux. I could have gave him all this crazy stuff, but I didn't. At the end of the day, our relationship got better. Now, I mentioned earlier that I didn't meet my biological father till my 32nd birthday. And that was a trip. I was on my way to work. And my wife was, uh, she actually took me out for brunch because I was working afternoons. And she just asked me, she said, what would you do if you met your biological father? I said, I'll punch him in the face. I really don't want to talk about him. It's my birthday. And we laughed about it. And I went to work. I got a call from her. She was just ecstatic. Like, I think I met, I think I found your father. And I don't know if this is God. You know, this is something that you might be able to do. And just let's just hear it out. So long story short, it ended up being my father. And we met him at a restaurant. And when I tell you, when I looked at that man, I saw myself in 20 years. I said, wow. I just dropped my head. And when my wife saw him, she was like, oh, my God. So we look just alike. And now I understand what my mama used to say. I don't know how I can love somebody who looks like somebody I can't stand. Because I am the spitting image of him. And he met me and we had a conversation as to, you know, why he stepped out. And it was a long story. He said he, was, he wasn't in his right mind and he wasn't ready to be a father, things of that nature. And... We had, a, we had a conversation, we end up squashing it, and we end up having a, a decent, rela decent relationship, you know. I end up 
finding out that I had two additional little sisters and it was just completion because once that happened, I felt a little better about fatherhood and I felt that I knew what I needed to do to make things right. I had to make things right. And that was the beginning of making it right. So I'm wondering what y'all think. How y'all feel about fatherhood and what it means to have a great father. And fellas, what it means to be a great father. What does it mean to be a father, period? What does it do to you? What do you look forward to? I remember talking to one of my sons. You know, we are big sports fans, and they definitely got that for me. And the old bucket list was we going to go see certain games in football, the NFL, and certain historical uh, 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 football stadiums. And one of them, if you're a football fan, I should have a lot of football fans in the virtual barbershop, is uh, Lambeau Field. And I always wanted to go to Lambeau Field. I always wanted to just sit in there and watch Green Bay play whoever. I just wanted to go to that game because I was, I am a Green Bay fan. Even though I'm from Detroit, I watch the Lions. I am, I'm a Green Bay fan going back to the Favre days and, and Aaron Rodgers. So one of my sons, his, his bucket list for him and I was to go to a Green Bay game and go to a, a few more of the legendary stadiums and just watch a football game. And my other sons, they basketball. So we wanted to go a couple games and just create memories. And to me, that's fatherhood, create memories with your children. You know, I have a daughter who, uh, she's a singer. She's a, uh, uh, actress she plays the piano and it's going to be a joy to watch her in a movie or watch her in the seen her in a recital before but i want to see her sing and play in a concert i have another daughter who is a dancer and she wants to be a chef i have a my youngest son graduated uh early from high school at 15 full ride scholarship to the University of Detroit Mercy. He wants to be an orthodontist. Got his life planned out. So it's a lot of memories that I want to be able to make with my children so I can say I was able to do that with them. I was able to be a great father to them. That means the world to me. And if you out there, fellas, Tell me what means the world to you when you look at your child and what you think you can do to show your child that you're there for them and you mean something you mean something to me. It's very important to me. You know, my wife used to tell me that you they they these kids love you. All they do is want validation from you. And that 
should mean something to a father. Because if you have your child looking up to you, saying that it doesn't mean much to me unless you're there, or it doesn't mean much to me if you don't help me with this, that should warm your heart as a dad. And to me, one thing about it, I may have had a lot of negative thoughts in my mind. I may have done some dumb stuff. I still wanted to be in my kid's life. I may not have thought I was worthy enough because of the negativity that I was carrying and I was taking out on them. I still wanted to be in their life. That's the one constant. And once again, transparency. Somebody out there that's sitting in their own barber chair is listening to this and saying, whoa, I'm not the only one. If he can do it, I can too. Being a father is a great thing. It's a blessing. It's a, it's a, a job. Yes, it's a great job though. When you got someone looking at you as if, you can't do anything wrong. You're the king. My baby girl, she looks at me as if I can't do nothing wrong. She She's more protective of me than my wife is. It's funny. Her and my wife be going at it. Leave that alone. He tired. Why you can't just let him relax? And my wife will look at me and say, you see what she doing? I say, I ain't got nothing to do with that. And we laugh about it. But... My baby girl be serious, man. It's it's so funny. She be dead serious. And to have that 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 right there, man, it's a great feeling. And I would I I hope any man that's out there would take that and run with it if your child looks at you the same way. But here's the thing. You got to be there. You have to be there even if you and the mom is not getting along, you still have to be there. You have to be the, the the focal point in your children's life because they need you. Fathers, they need you. You got a lot of women out here that's raising children by themselves, and they're raising a lot of young men by themselves, and they can't do it, fellas. They can't do it. It's imperative to be in your son's life. It's imperative to be in your daughter's life. It's definitely imperative to be in your daughter's life. Because she's going to go out there and get it from some clown who she think will give her that love that she didn't get from her dad. And I'll be doggone if my daughter's is going to do that. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. You can leave my daughter right here. She's going to get love until the right man come along. Period. So, fellas, it's important. If you have a child out there, don't leave him out there alone. Now, if you've been in your child's life, and as he get older, he's more rebellious, and he just want to do his own thing, you're just going to have to let that one go. Because if you raise them right, and you raise them the way a, 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 a dad raised a son, then 
those values hopefully will kick in and your son will come back and do the right thing, apologize to you and show you that, hey, even though me and you didn't get along, what you told me, Dad, is stuck with me. And I need to get right. It's imperative to be in your child's life. It's imperative. It's, you know, they used to, uh, you know, they make a big deal about Mother's Day. You know, all the restaurants be be packed out. They be, you got a three-hour wait. You got, you got uh, Mother's Day cars that's, that's out a month before. And you get to Father's Day, man, you can go sit down in a restaurant in no time. And I hate to say this, a lot of that is our fault. I come to grips, a lot of it is our fault because we walk away from our responsibilities. Mama's baby, daddy's maybe. That statement is true. Because if they don't feel like this is my child, they will walk away. And they'll walk away. Someone walk away for good. Child didn't ask to be here. You know what I mean? We all didn't ask to be here. You know? And it's best to at least be in your child's life as a father so they can see that they are loved by both parents. That may go a long way in that young man or that young lady's life because their dad and their mom are helping each other by helping them. Yo, fellas, I'm really speaking to the fellas. Ladies, however you feel about it, you can voice your opinion and tell me what you think. We're going we gonna to chop this up for real. I'm really talking to the fellas at this point. We have to be real fathers. We have to be fathers that's involved. We have to be fathers that's willing to protect. We have to be the fathers that's willing to provide. We have to be the fathers that's willing to instill Wisdom, respect, generosity, the ways of being a gentleman to our sons. We have to show our daughters that this is the way a man is supposed to love you. This is the way a man is supposed to treat you. This is the way a man is not supposed to love you. This is the way a man is not supposed to treat you. He's supposed to put his hands on you. He ain't supposed to choke you. He ain't supposed to utterly disrespect you in any form or fashion. And you will not disrespect him. These are things we need to be telling our daughters. Yo, you ain't going to treat that girl like that. How would you like somebody treating your mother like that? That's what we're supposed to tell our sons. Respect that woman. Don't you put your hands on her. You don't want nobody hitting your mother, your grandmother, your aunt. Imagine that's your mother. Imagine that's your aunt. Imagine that's your sister. Period. That's what fathers do. We can't keep putting all this on the ladies. We can't keep doing the ladies wrong, walking off, leaving them with 
double responsibility because she didn't create that child alone. You was with her. So man up and be a great dad. Man up and be a great father. I respect I respect my biological father coming clean, telling me his side of the story, and trying to make amends. I really do respect it. I forgave him for my childhood. We had a long talk about it. And I respect that. And we have we had a, a really good relationship because of that. And it gave me completion in my life. It shouldn't have took to me, it shouldn't have took that long. He knew he had a son out there. He just put it in his mind that he didn't. And even though the negativity told me up, I realized and I acknowledged that I had children. And like I said, my dad told me there is no manual in fatherhood. And you're going to learn something every day in fatherhood. Take the lessons. Learn from the lesson. Pull some positive out the lessons. And day by day, you will become a great dad, a great father. So, yo, y'all tell me what y'all think. Tell me how you feel about all what I we discussed while we getting this hair dust off our face in the virtual barber shop. We getting ready to get out this chair, man. And I can't leave without saying that this episode was also sponsored by Creative 8 Incorporated. Get all of your graphics done for any event or announcement. Website design, flyers, logos, business cards, brochures, and full branding packages. Email Creative 8 incorporated by using this email address Tamara at tmonique.com that's t-a-m-a-r-a at t-i-a-m-o-n-i-q-u-e dot com Tamara at tmonique.com and that's creative eight Incorporated. The podcast has a Facebook page and you can go to it. The name of it is D Randall. And you can leave any comments, any topics, whatever you want to leave. I look at it all the time and we can put some more topics. I acknowledge top comments. You can go to my Facebook page. Or you can go to my Instagram page, Official D. Randall. Either one. Facebook, you can really leave good comments or good topics. I'd appreciate it. Well, we finna get out of here, good people. Until next time, when we need that virtual fade, that virtual lineup, or that virtual even Steven, and we can come chop it up in the virtual barbershop is I holla